Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how to improve your brand image. And if you've ever had any doubts about how your brand was being perceived either on your website or in other marketing materials, chances are other people have had their doubts about your brand as well. And it may even be costing you sales. So if you're going to improve your brand image, first, you have to accept that this is a process rather than a set of tasks. However, when I'm asked to review a brand's materials and make recommendations, there are a few areas that I look first. And these are typically the easiest wins to improve your brand image and make a favorable first impression on potential customers. And I've also put together a quick reference, which is the brand image cheat sheet, uh, which is going to review all the major points in this post. And you can download that by going to IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash brand image. Okay, so the first area I want to explore is photography. If you look at any high-end magazine, Vanity Fair, Vogue, any glossy magazine, you're going to get a very clear reminder of how much value the premier lifestyle brands place on photography. It is simply the most important asset in your marketing arsenal, and it's a critical factor if you want to improve your brand image, particularly in today's age of Instagram and social media. Now, generally, you can break down photography into two categories, and I'm going to cover both. The first is product photography, whose primary purpose is to provide detailed views of your products to someone who may be considering purchasing it either online or through a catalog. The second type is lifestyle photography, which is meant to associate your products with desirable people, experiences, and emotions. So let's explore which factors around photography have the most impact on improving your brand's image. And the first is lighting. Lighting is crucial to taking a high quality photo. For product photography, this means having bright lights that don't reflect off the product or cast any undesirable shadows. But you wanna make sure the product is very well lit. When it comes to lifestyle photography, you'll wanna ensure that light is relatively flat and it doesn't cast harsh shadows either across the product or the model that you're using. If you're shooting outside, this means you may require a reflector, which is basically a large piece of metallic fabric that reflects light, and it can augment the lighting of your shots and make sure it's more even. And if you go to the post on IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash brand image, I even have some links to, uh, to other websites and tutorials that can really show you some great tips on lighting. Okay, the second major area that you can look to really up your photography is with using models. Um, It seems obvious, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Attractive people make your products appear more desirable. 
And now you may not have the budget for a supermodel, but spending a little extra to hire someone with some modeling experience can make a huge difference in getting some great photos and improving your brand image. So they should be obviously attractive, they should be slender, and they should know how to pose for the camera. So they should have some modeling experience. Okay, another area to look at improving your photo is around styling and location. So, you know, there's nothing worse than when you review photos that you've just spent a whole lot of time and money on and you start to notice that, you know, hair is out of place or something's off with the background that makes an otherwise perfect shot unusable. And if you're doing a lifestyle shoot, you should be carefully planning the clothing, accessories, uh, props, and location. So scout locations in advance and choose your angles and your backgrounds before you have models and crews standing around waiting. You might want to consider having somebody at the shoot dedicated to keeping an eye on you know, makeup, hair, you know, upturned collars, any kind of wardrobe malfunctions. It's going to save you a lot of grief in post-production. And if you really want to up your game, you could even choose a theme that's going to inform your location and your styling choices. You know, it could be a retro theme, could be a country theme, an urban theme. Okay, let's talk about the shooting itself. When shooting products, you're going to want to shoot as many angles and use cases as possible. And this will give viewers on the internet a lot more confidence when they're purchasing a product that they haven't had a chance to see in person. Now, if you're selling clothes, you may need to consider whether you're going to show them on a model or simply against a flat background or maybe even both. But if you're using a model, make sure you show the model in a consistent pose throughout your photos. In either case, product photography works best when it's shot against a white or neutral background. And you might even consider purchasing a light box that ensures a consistent background and flat lighting because it kind of diffuses the light. All right, the next major area I'd like to cover is design and layout of your marketing materials. And the main principle I like to apply to design and layout is minimalism. And minimalism is not just about showing less, it's about clarity. It's much more difficult to come up with one statement, one image, or one design that really represents your brand than simply you know, throwing as much as you can on the page. But if your goal is to improve your brand image, effort is well worth it. By surrounding your images and messages with negative or white space, you're unconsciously communicating a sense of clarity and focus that's typically associated with premium or more desirable brands. Less is more, and if you take the time to refine your message, it's gonna result in a premium perception. You wanna avoid any kind of big, exaggerated words like amazing, exciting, you know, work hard to remove any extra words or design details that are superfluous. And where appropriate, you should really try and just use a single image that's going to communicate your idea most powerfully. I also want to talk about the idea of consistency in layout and design. Strong brands understand their essence and they do their best to communicate this in every single medium. So if your photos, fonts, and overall design share a common visual aesthetic across mediums, it's going to give your brand a perceived premium value. So for instance, you should choose no more than two or maybe three at most different fonts and be very intentional about their use. Have rules for their usage. 
And also the style of photography and other visual assets should also be consistent across all of your materials. Okay, the next area I wanna explore is something called social proof. Most people respond strongly to the idea of social proof or what may also be called social influence. In other words, they're looking for cues and clues that whatever actions they're taking and beliefs that they hold are aligned with society as a whole. In aligning your products with notable people or publications, you will be improving your branding by giving it support and validation. So one great way to do this is with press coverage. And sometimes the main value of press coverage, it's not the coverage itself, but it's the ability to leverage that coverage as social proof. So So Young, for instance, features the logos of major publications that have covered us on our homepage. And currently these include you know, the Washington Post, Martha Stewart Living, Oprah Magazine, and People Magazine. Now, if you're impressed by that, that's the whole point. These brands, because they're known brands, add legitimacy and credibility to our brand. Another area to look is testimonials. So even if you haven't been covered by major publications yet, you can solicit testimonials from satisfied customers to increase your trust with prospective buyers. And if possible, you should feature the full name and even an image of the person. All of this is gonna increase the, leg the legitimacy of the testimonial. And finally, in today's celebrity-saturated culture, let's face it, some opinions are worth more than others. And So Young, for instance, happens to have photos of celebrities using our products. So this is incredibly valuable in building credibility. So if it's appropriate for your products, you may consider gifting your products to celebrities in an effort to get photographs of them using your products. And there are celebrity branding agencies that can actually help you accomplish this. And the photos, in our case, typically have taken care of themselves. Most of the photos we found um, were, were featured on celebrity gossip sites, and it was actually you know, our customers and our suppliers and other people who knew of us who informed us of those. So if you can get your products in the hands of celebrities and they're using them in the public, generally you'll start to see photos of them. Okay, let's move on to brand messaging and copy. So your messaging needs to strike a balance between describing what your product is and illustrating its benefits. Now, I'm often surprised at how taglines I read, they leave me with no idea what the product actually is or how it's different. Unless you're, you know, Apple or Google or Coca-Cola, in the early stages of your brand, being able to powerfully summarize your business in one sentence is more important than having a catchy phrase because let's face it, most people don't know who you are or what you do. So the first task here is to create a description. You wanna clearly describe your product in unambiguous terms. Explain what your product or brand is, who it's for, and what its primary value is to the purchaser. And you can use a standard format to start with. And this is, again, all laid out very clearly in the article at indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash brand image. So here's the format. Our product helps, your target customer description, to do, feel, or achieve, and what it helps them to accomplish, so that they can, and the why. This is the emotional benefit that they get from using your product. Again, go to indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash brand image and you can get the entire formula there. 
And you know, this sentence may end up sounding a bit generic or formulaic, but it's going to give you a great start and you can use it as a foundation for crafting something more creative down the line. Okay, once you have a description in place, you're going to want to get into benefits. You should develop short statements around the unique benefits to your customer. And I like to choose three main benefits that focus on the emotional needs of a customer in the most aspirational terms possible. So common areas to explore are things like saving time or saving money, convenience, freedom, attractiveness, wealth, health, and safety. And even if this seems like a bit of a stretch for your product, I invite you to think about what role your product plays in helping people to achieve these higher goals. And finally, at the finest level of detail, you're going to need to list your product features. And statistics and hard facts are the way to go here. So this type of information is really most appropriate for a product page. So maybe a second level page once people have a high level affinity for your brand and your products and they're really getting into the minutia and considering making a purchase. All right, so the last major area I want to cover in terms of increasing your brand image is video. Video can be extremely effective at deepening affinity for your products and allowing you to improve your brand relationship with an audience. Now, you don't need Hollywood level production to make an effective video. However, you should have some baseline quality standards. So that 10 year old camcorder in your closet is probably not going to cut it. Now, fortunately, the equipment required for making professional looking video is becoming increasingly affordable and user friendly. And shooting video is something you can certainly undertake yourself. However, you know, depending on your ambitions, your experience and your budget, you may also consider outsourcing it. There are a ton of talented and affordable videographers out there who can save you a lot of time and help you get something that you're really happy with. Now, if you want to go deeper into learning how to produce your own videos, um, I'd suggest checking out Wistia, which is a video hosting platform, and they have some great tutorials on their website. Again, I offer a link to this at IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash brand image. Okay, so first off, let's talk about equipment. Most recent smartphones, in fact, now take decent HD video. However, if you really want superior results, consider a digital SLR camera or a mirrorless camera. And these are typically cameras that also shoot still photos, but they also take really great quality video and they allow you to attach a high quality lens that's going to provide some depth of field, which is a really professional effect. And depth of field is that effective when the foreground is really crisp and clear, but the background is kind of blurry. It's a really nice sense of depth. We use some uh, camera called a Sony a6000, which costs about $600. It takes amazing video and it has the bonus of autofocus in video mode, um, which many SLRs don't really ensures that your subject is always going to be in focus, particularly if they're moving around. Let's talk about sound. So one of the biggest giveaways of an amateur video production is poor audio. And this usually results from using the built-in mic on the camera itself. So for best results, you're going to want to use either an external boom mic, which is typically held outside of the frame over the person speaking, or you can just use what's called a lav mic. And this is a mic that clips on to the collar or the shirt of the person speaking. 
We use a $200 Bluetooth clip mic, uh, which is uh, designed specifically for Sony cameras, but does away with all the wiring and it takes really good close mic audio. Okay, let's talk about lighting. As with photography, you know, having the right lighting can make a huge difference in how your video turns out. Many modern cameras are actually pretty forgiving in low light. If you're shooting indoors, you're still probably gonna want some lighting equipment that's gonna ensure that the shot looks bright and crisp. And the main principle here is to ensure your foreground subject, that's the person speaking, that person is well lit. And again, Wistia has some great tutorials on lighting and it even shows you how you can put together your own lighting kit just using some, some floodlights. Okay, let's get into the shoot itself. As with photography, you're gonna wanna ensure you have a list of shots and a script worked out in advance. And if relevant, uh, before you shoot, you may want to wanna scout your locations and plan all your angles. If you wanna take your video really to the next level, you're gonna wanna shoot a few different perspectives for each shot and mix in what's called B-roll. And this is supplemental imagery that supports the narration and gives you kind of an elegant way to edit together a few different takes. So you're cutting away to an example shot of what you're talking about, for instance. You can see all of this demonstrated in a video that we shot for So Young's Charlie Bag. If you wanna to go to soyoung.ca and uh, click on the diaper bag section and the Charlie bags, the video's there, or there's also a link to it at indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash brand image. Okay, and the final piece of video is editing. Assuming your video is primarily for web consumption, you're gonna to wanna to make it as short and as focused as possible by editing it down to the essentials. So make it as long as it needs, but as short as possible. In terms of audio editing, you know, some light background music can really help create an overall mood and it can elevate the entire video, particularly if it's gonna be a, just a short video. Just make sure that the audio track, the music doesn't overpower the narration. And finally, if you wanna improve your video, make sure you add your logo and a call to action to both the beginning and the ending of the video in case someone's watching on another platform like YouTube or it gets shared on another website. Okay, so this has been a high level overview on how to improve your brand image. I hope it gives you some motivation and some insight on where to look for some quick wins. Now, if you're planning on outsourcing any of these tasks, again, the downloadable brand image cheat sheet is gonna give you the talking points you'll need to discuss with your provider and ensure you've got everything covered. So again, go to IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash brand image for the brand image cheat sheet. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com.